Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 111 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And if you're just now listening for the first time, I have committed to having episodes at least once a month, and we are currently meeting those requirements. So the last episode was at the beginning of February. This one's going to be going live around mid-March. So all is well. Hopefully you guys are still out there, still listening, and still excited to hear some content. I have some great content for you today. I'm going to have two different main topics today. One will be for folks with existing websites and existing content. I'm going to talk about how you can increase your Google traffic by doing a couple of different specific things. And you could possibly even double or triple your existing traffic, which would be great for anybody out there that has existing content. But I'm also going to provide a specific framework for folks that don't have any existing content or don't have any existing websites on exactly how you can go about starting from scratch and possibly using some spare time to create a full-time income. And I got some motivation for these two different topics by seeing other articles online. And I will provide you those full details here today. I'm really excited to be back behind the microphone and bring that information to you today. But really quickly, I'll tell you where I've been in the past month and a half or so. I had fully intended to bring you an episode a week or two before this, more towards the beginning of March. But towards the middle of February, unexpectedly, my grandmother ended up passing away at the age of 95. Her funeral was actually on her 96th birthday. Had to go up north for a week unexpectedly to attend that. It was time. She had been deteriorating for the last year or so. So, you know, it was not completely unexpected. But it did come about with a recent bout of pneumonia that she had, and she was unable to recover from that as feisty as she was, an Italian grandma for all these years. She was super feisty up into her 90s, but uh, unfortunately she has passed, but I think that's a good thing. She's now with my grandpa and everybody else that uh, has gone before her that she truly missed, so... uh, Well, it was a bittersweet moment. Uh, I think she's in a better place. So that was what was happening in uh, towards the middle of or end of February. And then about two days after I got back from flying up there, tons of people sick in the airport on the plane, just people coughing all over the place. I thought I was probably doomed. And sure enough, two days later, I ended up getting this nasty cough where I sounded, the only thing I can describe it was the guy from, who's that band? I gotta look it up now. The Crash Test Dummies, that song. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't have that going through your head the rest of the day, but that song from Crash Test Dummies, the guy has a really low voice, but mine was that low and it was really raspy also. People at work just kept telling me to go home. Even though I stayed home, worked from home for most of that uh, week when it started, So probably by the end of that week, I wasn't contagious anymore, but I still sounded terrible. And everybody was telling me to go home. So I had that cough for two weeks, and I actually was unable to do any sort of recording because you guys wouldn't have been able to understand what I was saying. I had gone to the one of those CVS urgent care places on the weekend after the first week, and they said basically there wasn't much they could do. This was a virus. A lot of folks have been having this cough and virus for three to four weeks. 
So since you're only in the first week, you probably got a long ways to go. So I was really appreciative. Um, not so much. A little sarcasm there. Wasn't really the answer I was looking for. I was hoping to, uh, you know, get some relief and uh, be good to go the next day or two, but not so much. But it didn't, it didn't go on much be, much after that. I was actually feeling better a day or two later, but I still had that raspiness in my voice. So thus, I could not record until today. So we are good. It's been a, several days. I still have a slight cough, but voice is back, feeling great. So we are here. We're ready to give you some great content, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. So as I mentioned, we're going to talk about two different topics. One is for folks with existing sites and existing content and how you can go about increasing the traffic you're currently getting. This is also relevant for folks that may not have content yet, but are planning to create websites and planning to get some content up. This is going to be 100% relevant for you and some things to keep in mind when you start out. So this is going to be helpful and useful for everybody. So let's get right into that piece of content today. So the idea for this episode came from a recent post over at Niche Pursuits, and I'm basically going to paraphrase a lot of what he said in there. Some great information and it's actually some things that I've been doing with my contents, actually stuff I talked about in the last episode about what I'm going to be focusing on going forward. So because of that, I thought it would be a great idea to include some of his information that he gave about specific steps you can take to increase your traffic. And that, like I said, it goes along with what I was talking about last week in that I was going to be deleting some old content, but that specifically wasn't mentioned in his post. But that's one thing, deleting some old content that's no longer relevant, that really isn't evergreen content. Maybe it was a time-sensitive post or something like that. Get rid of those old pieces of content, update existing content, change the dates on your content, that sort of thing. That's what we're going to be talking about real quick here, and I'm going to give you the specific steps that he outlined to do so. And he had some great results doing the steps that he gave. He went from somewhere between a 100% increase in traffic to upwards of 700% increase in traffic, just Follow he following these steps that he outlined over a month's time period. So that's some great results, some really actionable tips that you can follow today to help increase your traffic as well. So I'm just going to run through them really quick here. And he had said, he had listed a couple of different steps here, and I'm just going to go through them in order. So what he had said was find articles getting the most traffic already in your Google Analytics or your WordPress dashboard and focus on those. And that may be counterintuitive because you might be thinking, well, if I'm already ranking in Google, why would I want to focus on those? Why wouldn't I focus on my other content that isn't ranking and get that to rank? Well, the reason that makes sense is because Google is already favoring that content. It already places value in that content and you're already ranking highly for that content. It's not going to take much to increase that ranking slightly as opposed to taking a piece of content that's not even ranking today and trying to get it to rank. It's going to be a lot more difficult. So that does make sense. So you want to find those articles that are the most popular ones on your website based on your Google Analytics stats or things in your WordPress dashboard that probably tie in with your Google Analytics stats. So take an inventory of which articles are most popular. And then also find articles that are ranking either low on the first page of Google or top of the second page of Google. Same type of concept here. On the first one, we are looking more at content that was getting the most traffic, but we're also looking for content that's also getting great ranking. So these two kind of go hand in hand. So you're looking for the posts that are on your website that are getting the most traffic and the most rankings currently. And you're looking for that content that's on the bottom of the first page of Google or top of the second page of Google because 
because the higher that you can move up, the better. If you're really close to that first page of Google, it's really easy to make some small changes, end up on the first page and get a big increase in traffic as a result of being on that first page. So all these make sense. They tie in together. So those first two are kind of self-explanatory there. The next one is to find well-written content that isn't targeting all the keywords it could be. So if you're like most folks, you probably, when you initially started, you may or may not have focused on different keywords or phrases that you want to target. You might not have thought a lot about different rankings and traffic and methods to bring in that traffic. So you might have just been writing naturally, writing for your target audience, and that's all great and good. But if you could go back on some of that content, that's really great, but that maybe not maybe is not optimized for keywords, that's a great way to optimize your existing content and bring in additional traffic and rankings. So after you've already had some great content out there, go back, try to target keyword phrases, target different questions people might be asking on the topic, and do some of that on-page SEO that you didn't do from the beginning. So there's always time to go back and make things better. And how you do that is you get different suggestions for keyword phrases. You can use tools like Longtail Pro or Market Samurai if you have access to them, or you can use free tools like the Google Keyword Planner, Uber Suggest, or another tool that I hadn't heard of, Answer the Public. And let me just give you the meta description for that site real quick. What it says for Answer the Public is find out what questions and queries your consumers have by getting a free report of what they're searching for in Google. So that sounds like a great way, great free tool to check out and to get some ideas for questions people want answers to, different phrases to target, etc., etc. And before you go out and make any big changes on your site, he suggests that you certainly go keep track of what you have now. So take a look at your traffic, take a look at your stats for your posts, and take a screenshot, write down the numbers, however you want to do that. But you want to know what it looks like before and after so that you can see these results actually do result in additional, additional traffic, additional rankings, so you can see the fruits of your labor are actually working or not working as the case may be. So you can judge what's working best. You can do this for a couple of different pieces of content, see what types of things are working better on certain articles and things like that so you can do more of what works. And exactly how do you go about increasing those rankings for those pieces of content we already talked about? Those four different main ways. One is to increase word count. And he suggests somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 words. But the bottom line is, even if you have a piece of content that's 1,000 words today, if you can make that 1,200, 1,400, 1,800, whatever you can do to increase that is only going to help. And it's going to help with couple of different things. It's going to lengthen the article. It's going to answer more questions that people might need answers to. So that could possibly keep people on the page longer if they're reading through that whole content or bring in more and uh, different people that have answers to other questions that you haven't yet answered previously that are now coming to that piece of content for the first time. So increasing word count is item number one. Item number two is improve time on the site by also adding additional embedded things like images, videos, or even audio, such as podcasts and other audio clips that you might have. If you have those embedded in your site and people need to watch the video on your website or listen to audio on your website, the remaining on that page for far longer. And the longer somebody remains on your website, the better that is for traffic and rankings. So number two is to improve time on site by adding embedded images, video, or audio. Number three is to add additional internal links to your content from other related articles. So that's a great way. A lot of folks think about getting backlinks from other sites or paying for external services or getting 
external links any number of ways. And of course, that's a great thing to do from related high page authority websites. Of course, you don't want spammy external backlinks. But another great thing that people really overlook a lot is something that's the easiest thing to do, and that's create backlinks to your own content from related content. You have full control over that. There's a number of different ways you could do that. Even if it's not related content, you could have a sidebar that has some of your top content that you could link to there. So that will show up on every page somebody goes to if you have something like that in your sidebar. Of course, if you have interrelated articles, maybe you have a step one, two, three articles. So three different podcast episodes, three different pieces of written content that are interrelated, link to them, link from them. So the more backlinks that you can get internally, the better. So number three was to add more internal links to your content and then number four is to change the publish date of your post to today or whenever you update it obviously and this just really makes a lot of sense think about it in terms of yourself if you're searching for something online and two or three different articles are out there and one of them is from the last month or so and the other two or three were from three or four years ago you're certainly going to want the most relevant content and up-to-date content that you can get. So you're going to click on that article that is the most recent. And that's why Google places priority on fresh content and things that are more current because they're looked at as the most relevant content on the specific topic somebody's looking for. So be sure that when you do update content, to go out there and change that publish date on your post to reflect the current date. And I've done this too, even when I'm not making humongous changes, like I'll go in and if I have pricing information about a product that I'm reviewing or something else along those lines, and I'm just making a small change to that, I'll always update the date on that content to reflect the current date so people know that the most recent information is out there on the topic. And I've seen good results with that. So that's always something you want to keep an eye on. Keep your content current, keep it up to date and change that date so that it does reflect a more current date. And that will help you to continue to bring in traffic and to bring in additional traffic because Google will see that as more fresh content and give you a reward as well, hopefully. So those were some great tips on how you can increase traffic and rankings for existing content that you have. So we'll go through them really quick. I'll summarize them just really briefly. Number one, you want to look for your existing content that's already getting the most traffic. Number two, find articles that are ranking well, either low on the first page of Google or top of the second page of Google. Number three, you want to find well-written content that you didn't necessarily do any sort of SEO optimization on when you started out. So those are the three three types of articles that you're looking for on your existing websites. And the ways that you can help them out is to, number one, increase word count. Number two, improve time on site by adding embedded images, videos, and audio. Number three, add more internal links. And number four, change your published date to today or whenever you're updating that content. So some great tips Great things to do if you have existing content and some things you should go out there and try to do right away and see what great results you get. And now we'll switch right over to content segment number two, which is a framework on exactly how you can create a business from scratch and potentially scale that to replace your existing income. 
And the topic for this segment actually came from an article on the application called Flipboard. It's a news site that you can tell it the things you like and dislike, and it'll try to give you articles based on the things you want to read about. And it just so happened that I was doing research for this episode, and I was thinking about the types of things that I've already mentioned about the things that I want to do to help optimize my sites, help bring in some additional income. And this framework on how to actually create your own affiliate marketing online business from nothing and to potentially replace your income like this person said they had done is a methodology that I know about. I've talked about it and it's just something that I haven't followed through 100% on exactly how he lays it out here. So I thought it was really important to bring this information to you exactly as he laid it out so that you have the actual framework that does work for so many folks out there. And if you could follow those steps and scale it, you could absolutely use this method to replace your day job income. The thing that he says, which is really so important, is affiliate marketing is simple, but it's not easy. That is 100% true. Like anything worthwhile, it does take work up front. It does take persistence. You have to stick with it. You have to put in the effort to get results out. But it, the concept itself is easy, and we're going to go through that right now. I'm going to go through the steps that he laid out on an exact framework on what he did to create his own online business and exactly how you can do that as well. And it's really just four main steps that he went through, but it really does touch on everything you would need to get started. So the first one was to find a product you can promote on a site like ClickBank, JVZoo, ShareASale, Commission Junction, or PureFly, any number of other types of sites out there. Those are sites that provide a multitude of different products you can choose from and then based on the topic you're interested in or specific niche site or even specific products that you might want to promote you can choose them from those different marketplaces that are out there and in a lot of cases especially the ones that I'm familiar with like ClickBank they'll give you some additional information on how many sales they've had on these particular products over the last month or two or years even depending on how long they're out there and I know ClickBank takes an additional step and provides a number that's called Gravity, and I want to click over to exactly how they explain that. So it says ClickBank Gravity is a statistic for products in the ClickBank marketplace, and it factors in the number of different affiliates who have earned a commission promoting the product over the previous 12 weeks. The higher the Gravity number, the more affiliates there are earning commission for that particular product at this moment. So that's a great way to tell what's selling right now, because there might be a ton of products on the marketplace, and if the sales and traffic to the those products has waned and maybe it's not as timely as it was or as relevant as it was, that gravity number will be much lower. So you can kind of tell by searching for different gravity numbers, at least on ClickBank, that those are products that are currently selling. The higher the gravity number is, the more sales that are currently happening. So you, it stands to reason that you could sell that particular product as well, as long as you do things equally or better than other people that are out there selling it. So that's one way to kind of narrow down the different topics. You could narrow it, you know, sort it by gravity numbers and then search through it and see if different products, you know, are things you're interested in or things you would be interested in trying to promote. That's one way you can help narrow down things. So look for products on sites like that. Find products that are out there that have affiliate relationships 
and that have some additional information that can tell you that what is selling now or what is popular right now, you might have a better chance of selling. And item number two was to find your audience, determine who would buy this product and the pain it would sell. And he provided an example of potty training your children. And he said, if you're selling a potty training product, click click on related forums where there's parents asking questions about things and potty training happens to be one of them. See what questions people have, see what suggestions people have and see what questions they're asking and look to answer those questions on your site. Look through parenting-related magazines or table of contents on books on places like Amazon that provide table of contents online that you can look through. Those are some great ways you can get some preliminary information for what you want to write about on those topics. And once you have that set of information that you do want to answer in the form of questions people would ask, different things on the topic, different keyword phrases to target. What you're going to want to do is then send your traffic to a landing page. And that is absolutely something that I personally haven't done enough of, creating landing pages and driving traffic specifically to those landing pages for specific purposes. And that's something I mentioned in the last episode that I want to do more of this year as well. So that's what I thought. why I thought this was really timely. I know this framework and I know this methodology works and I know so many different folks do it. And you've probably seen specific examples of this type of thing for like new product releases and things like that where you're taken to a specific landing page, you're asked to put in your email address and you'll either receive information on an upcoming product or you'll be the 20th person in line to receive this product. Those are the same types of things where you have a landing page that's built to gather email addresses and then to send somebody some sort of information, whether it's a lead magnet on the product, whether it's to send them over to a landing page. It's all the same type of concept and it's something we've probably all given up our email addresses for and we've been you know, happy to do so to get that information that you're looking for to solve your particular problem. So that's the concept we're talking about here. And the main way to drive traffic to that landing page that he mentioned right now is through Facebook ads. And the reason he said so is because you can target your ads towards very specific demographics. So in the instance of trying to potty train your children, you could target moms that have toddlers ages 25 through 40, for example. And you could target only those people because those are the only people that you'd want to target. You wouldn't want to target people that are have no children, people over the age of 70, you know, those types of things most likely aren't relevant unless they're of course their grandparents trying to train their grandchildren but for the most part you're looking for a specific demographic and Facebook ads allow you to do that and he said when you do that you certainly want to choose the appropriate graphics or videos to bring in that target audience and he said in the case of potty training your children which it sounds like that's absolutely one of the niches he's in and he said photos of baby bottoms are particularly good in that particular niche so I don't know what the uh, rules are around on that so I'd be careful with that but he says they absolutely do work so you want to have relevant eye-catching pictures or video that somebody's going to get their attention and they're going to want to click through that's going to help them solve their particular problem and I know along those same lines my sister has a toddler and she's trying to get him to sleep through the night or sleep more often so all these are things that I know people struggle with because I've heard it from her directly that if you can help somebody solve these particular problems they're definitely willing to pay 
to get over these pain points that they're currently experiencing. And in many cases, you can use just an eye-catching picture on your Facebook ad, drive that over to your landing page, and then you could send somebody directly to the sales page for that particular product. So you don't have to create a lot of your own content in most of these cases. You can just drive them towards that sales page, assuming that the particular product has a great sales page. And those are things you're going to want to vet out ahead of time. So you're going to want to check out their sales page, find products products that are currently selling and go ahead and purchase the product yourself. Hopefully it's not a super expensive product or you can ask for a discounted version of the product or an evaluation version of the product. You may not always get it in most cases, probably you won't get it. But if it's something you're going to want to promote, I would say for sure you're going to want to pay for that product yourself and check it out and make sure that it is something that you would want to promote for others. So definitely go through the extra effort, check out the product and if it has a great sales page in many cases that will do the selling for you. You just have to get folks to it. So number one was find your product. Number two was find your target audience. Number three was send your traffic to a specific landing page. And Thrive Landing Pages is the one that I use and I'm going to be using going forward. So I'll link to these articles that I mentioned in this podcast episode and also to any of the tools that I've mentioned. And that'll be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 111. So 111, nichesitetools.com forward slash 111. And number four, the last step is monitor your numbers. And that's the most important step that he lays out here. And he says that's the one that most people completely fail on. And that's why they fail in their online businesses. And this is another one of those things that I definitely don't do enough of. So I don't follow these particular steps closely enough, but I absolutely need to and I absolutely will. So here's what he mentioned here. Obviously, if you're going to be spending money on Facebook ads, you don't want to throw the whole bank at it in the first round. So you don't want to go out there. If you have a $500 budget to get started or even $100, $50, $20, whatever your budget is, you don't want to blow all that in your first effort without knowing what may or may not work. So you want to start out small, test some different things. And the overall goal that you're going to have in a very short amount of time is for every dollar that you spend on ads, you want to get at least a dollar ten in return, preferably much higher eventually. And then once you hit that, the more money you spend, the more money you're bringing in. So then the sky's the limit. As much as you can spend, you can get that much and more once you figure out what is absolutely working. And some of the different ways that you can do that is you can target different sub-segments of your audience. So if your main audience is women with toddlers between the ages of 25 and 40, you could first target those Facebook ads towards women with toddlers between 25 and 30, maybe between 30 and 35, and then maybe between 35 and 40. You could have a similar ad, similar landing pages, basically everything the same except for a different URL or a different tracking link. But you can see where you get the most click-throughs, where you get the most email signups, and where you get the most potential commissions by making sales from the different segmented audiences by keeping track of those stats so that you know which target audience is doing the best. And that's a great suggestion. Don't target that whole audience up front. Try to target different sub-segments. And then once you figure out which age groups or which different demographics are responding more, target those folks more with different ads, new ads, different types of ads, different types of graphics, different um, videos or whatever it is you're using different things to 
optimize those conversions once you know who is responding the best to and who is most resonating with your existing ad. And he really mentions this is the most important step to be aware of because this is where most people fail and I absolutely 100% agree with them. The folks will put in the effort to create that landing page to have some great content in there to drive folks to a great product with a great looking sales page and they'll even go forth the effort to create the Facebook ad targeting specific demographics. But what happens here is a lot of folks will get distracted and number one, they won't keep track of those numbers and they won't put forth that additional effort to see what's working, what's not working and keep track of those numbers religiously. But in addition to that, because these steps require some additional effort to keep track of things and to be organized, what a lot of folks will do is they'll get this far, they'll have in for everything in place, but they won't follow through and then they'll get shiny object syndrome and they'll say, hey, maybe, you know, it, it, it just isn't working for me yet let me try this other product out there or let me try this method that seems to be the coolest thing to do right now instead. And they won't follow through with the efforts that they're currently working on. They'll instead pivot and just go focus on something completely different and they'll never end up having that success that they could have had if they just followed through and put that additional effort in to follow through and to go through all these steps exactly as laid out. And 100%, I know I'm guilty of this. I want to try the next shiny thing that comes out there. I want to try the next product. All of these are things that I've fallen prey to and I know you probably have as well or you will get there at some point in time. So the key is to recognize that once you get to this step where you have everything in place, you need to do that effort to watch the numbers, see what's working, try different things out, target different sub-segments and keep track of those numbers. If you're tempted to go out there and try the next shiny new thing out there, know that that's going to happen during this step and keep yourself from doing that be aware of it you know being cognizant of the fact that that will happen is probably 90 percent of the issue so if you know it's going to happen you're prepared for it just stay the course commit to doing all the work on this one particular product and don't get sidetracked if the, the key is to have success in this one product to learn the methodology to spend a dollar on ads and get a dollar ten in return or ideally spend a dollar on ads get two dollars in return once you do that you can do that for any number of different products so you're trying to get that framework in place and to put forth all that effort in your first product that you're going to be promoting and then you can scale it once you get the process down and once you start to have success then you can hone that then you can pivot to any number of different products and repeat this but you want to put forth that effort and really focus stay focused on promoting that one product so have this idea in mind Focus on creating your landing page or landing pages for this one particular product. Focus on following through all the different steps. So I'll go through them again with you really quick here. So number one was finding your product that you can promote on a site like ClickBank, JVZoo, ShareASale, Commission Junction, or Peerfly. And he mentioned a lot of digital products because then you don't have to worry about actually having folks with products, physical products in their hands. So digital products usually have a higher commission rate too. So for those reasons, he mentioned sites like that. Number two is find your audience, determine who will buy this product and who needs to solve those particular pain points. Number three, send traffic to landing pages. One way you can do that just starting out is via Facebook ads. 
And number four, monitor your numbers. Keep track of them with the overall goal of once you get things going that you're spending a dollar on ads, you're getting at least a dollar ten in return. And the more the better. And then you can scale it to different products and you can take things to that next level once you've followed through and followed all these steps with one particular product. And when you are searching for that product and you think you've had things narrowed down, one thing that you're also going to want to do is to check out your competition. Obviously, if it's a site like ClickBank and they have good gravity numbers, people are selling that product currently. So before you get into it, see what other people are doing. See what other folks are ranking for in Google, how they're bringing in traffic. Take a look at their landing pages because I'm sure you're going to see the same type of thing out there. You can get some great ideas from folks that are already out there with great professional-looking landing pages that have great opt-in offers and you can see exactly what would entice you to give up your email and you could replicate some of those things that they're doing. And another tip of mine personally, if I were to go to a site like ClickBank and I'm looking for those gravity numbers where existing sales are happening for those products, I'm not going to look for those that have the absolute highest gravity number myself. Because what that indicates is that has the most sales, so most likely it's going to have the most affiliate marketers out there doing it, which is fine. That's telling you that it does have sales. If you have a better looking offer, a better looking ad, then you can still get that additional traffic. That's not necessarily a bad thing, and you can get those additional sales as a result, but you have to do what you're doing really well. So I'm going to look for something that has a decent gravity in the lower range. So somewhere if the highest gravity is say, let's say 100 and the lowest is zero, I'm probably going to look at something maybe in the 30 to 40 range or the 20 to 40 range. Somewhere that definitely has recent sales but isn't the most competitive niche out there. So you can experiment with that, check out different products, take a, take a look at some of the competition out there see what folks are ranking for, see what videos are out there, check out the different ways folks are enticing people to leave their email addresses, join their email list, and that's something that's so important is to get those folks on your email list because if you are helping them solve a particular pain point now, maybe you can help them solve a particular pain point in the future as well. So obviously in the case of the toddlers with potty training, like I mentioned, my sister is trying to get her toddler to sleep more often. So if you look at the life cycle of a child, there's so many different phases that somebody would go through when they would need help, especially if they're new parents or things like that. So my sister has the younger child that she would like to absolutely have some help getting him to sleep more often. So if you had somebody in your email list with a product or a method to get folks to you know, tough love for sleeping or whatever it is. I'm not exactly sure. I know she's doing something recently that's helping. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But if you had somebody in your email list for a product like that, it could just be an information product, a video that shows you ways to help your child sleep more often. Then eventually they'll get to that phase where they're potty training their child. So that would be a relevant product for them at a future stage. So that's why it's so important to gather that email address, but then also send them on to the product that you're trying to help them solve a particular pain point with. So that you can sell them something in the future, you can help them solve more pain points. And that's why that email list is so important to gather those email addresses at the beginning so that you have that list, that's your asset, that's yours to keep from that day forward and that'll become one of your biggest assets down the road. So hopefully these two different methods, one for bringing in more traffic to your existing content, and if you don't have existing content yet, it gives you some ideas on things to think about when you are updating your content down the road and some things to keep in mind as far as making those articles longer 
building internal backlinks to your content and things like that. And if you have no idea on what to do, you're not sure how to get started, one great way to do that is to find some products to promote, create just a basic landing page that you're gonna drive folks to, to gather those email addresses, to give them an offer or to drive them to a sales page that will provide them with some sort of offer like a video or some sort of step-by-step free guide to check out the product and eventually make a purchase of the product. These are some great ways to bring in some side income or to increase any revenue that you might currently have. And I'm hoping more than anything that today's episode either gave you some great ideas on what to focus on for existing content, or if you hadn't had any idea on what you wanted to do, but you want to get started, you want to create your own websites, you want to bring in some online income, that this episode gave you some ideas on different products that you could promote and different ways that you can promote them and get started right away. And if you'd like to check out links to the articles I mentioned or any tools mentioned in this episode, again, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash 111. And also, if you are not on my email list, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe where you will instantly get my keyword brainstorming guide to give you ideas on what to write about. And you'll also get my seven simple SEO tips, which can help with the content section of today's episode. So that's nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I thank you so much for listening. I wish you all the success in the world. And we'll catch you again in the next episode in April. Bye-bye now. 